This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Hello, Maria. Hello, Curtis. Well, here we are in episode number 40. Summer is racing by. Yeah, I can't believe how hot it is outside. I saw yeah. zebras running around. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we would say, well, it, that's a Florida thing, but it actually has been a country or worldwide thing this summer. It has just been one hot summer, to say the least. But uh, we have a great guest joining us today for episode 40 of the Team Lotus Cares podcast. Uh, we're going to uh, get to her in just a moment. Nisha Lehman. Uh, is a uh, mobile uh, developer, but she is also a staunch advocate for better mental health. And instead of just talking about it or thinking about it, she actually has done something and created an app called Confidential Conversations. And you can download this app. We'll tell you more about it. And Anisha is going to have a wealth of information about this really unique app in helping people dealing with mental health uh, challenges. But uh, first I want to talk about something that uh, I ran into and, and I've talked to a lot of other folks who have ran into this. If you check out the LotusBusinessTech.com blog, just go to LotusBusinessTech.com, look for blogs that are along the top. Uh, earlier this month, we posted the Outlook default browser issue. Uh, the name of the article, again, is Outlook default browser so if you're using Outlook on a Windows computer and you click on a link in an email, it will go to the Edge browser. Even if you have another browser such as Firefox or Chrome or Safari even chosen as your default browser. So Microsoft's thinking is, I, I guess, I'm, I'm not 100% sure why they're doing this, but what it does is it opens in Edge the link you clicked as well as a copy of the email. So from there, you could forward the email, delete it, whatever you want to do with it. I I don't under, quite understand. I've, I've used it the last few weeks. I've left it set like this to just see if maybe I would find it more convenient and I don't find it more convenient. I find I just close the tab, go back to Outlook, and then deal with the email. I don't do it from the browser because it's a slightly different interface and I got to find the buttons. So I just don't see the time savings in it. But the question is, how do you fix it? Well, check out the blog post. We walk you through how you fix it in Outlook to get back to your default browser. So that's uh, the, the latest tip we have there. If you want to check that out right now, we're going to have uh, Nisha Lehman joining us uh, talking about confidential conversations. Thanks for having me. So I had an opportunity to just briefly take a look at this app that you have developed. Um, and it looks really interesting. I'm, I'm actually considering exploring it even more. But um, kind of tell us the, the origin story. How did you get started? And uh, what was the idea in developing this app? Uh, well, to be perfectly, let's say, brutally honest, um, it really came from my own mental health issues. So uh, I, like many, many others, 
was suffering from, and I wouldn't even say it was just one, I was suffering from a barrage of, of mental health related issues. So I believe I had, I had burnout quite early, but burnout was not a term that we use uh, five years ago, 10 years ago. So, um, but I believe it was a combination of high stress at work, um, kind of leading into the burnout areas, plus some financial instability and, you know, becoming a new mom and, and basically having all of these, what are, I would say, quite common mental health challenges. I don't think I was facing anything that was extraordinary because I think anyone who becomes a new parent, anyone who loses their job, anyone who has a job that they don't like but have continue, continues to have to work to pay the bills and so on, is fa they're all facing these kind of issues. But I think the difference for me is that they it really kind of happened all at once. So I was really getting burnt out and then uh, I was fired and then I was having a baby. It was really kind of happened in a row. And uh, I think the pressure and stress of all of that was really what drove me into a quite a dark, uh, depressive state, I would say. I don't know if depression is exactly what I had, but it was something similar. Yeah. And, and of I mean, course, depression it like is it the... Probably yep. very Yes, it was. I mean, but I, like I said, I don't think it was anything that, that other women haven't faced for sure. Um, but for me, what I really needed was um, a way out. I needed a way to really try and connect with other people that understood me, other people that um, uh, that were going through the same thing, but not necessarily a professional therapist. Because at that time, my, not only would my disposable income not allow for it, because most of the time you're paying for therapists out of your pocket. There's really no subsidizing or subsidization, that's a word, for uh, mental health uh, when it comes to your insurances and so on. So that was really not an option for me. But unfortunately, in the system that we are in, if you cannot afford a therapist or you don't want to see one for whatever reason, or it's not that you know it's not the right thing for you there's very very few other options available or at least back then there were very few other options available i mean you could join a facebook group that uh, is talking about depression or something like this but then it's connected to your facebook profile and then if you're not comfortable with outing yourself of having that particular issue then who can you talk to you're not really anonymized and um what I wanted to feel was was protected somehow. If I'm going to be talking about deep-seated emotions and private experiences, that needs to be in a safe setting. That needs to be in a place where it's it's with other people like myself and it's with people that that don't know me, that are not connected to me in any way except that, that, that they're anonymous and they're suffering also from alcoholism or some other substance abuse issue or uh, postpartum depression or whatever it might be, right? And... In looking for a platform like this, I really found very, very little on the market, if anything at all, back then. And that was right, close to five years ago now. So um, it was a it was a life-saving project, I would say, because it was something that took my mind off of my own issues and my own struggles and my own insecurities to really put something into the world that would be helpful, not just for myself, but hopefully for others. And that's really what's what stemmed the creation of of the app. You mentioned, you know, the, the I mean, challenge I've... of finding professional help. I I know some counselors personally, our community, and they struggle with the fact that they're overwhelmed with clients, especially since COVID. And so, people don't. If you've never looked, it's it's I understand very difficult to find someone. 
Indeed. Yeah, that's now another problem. That wasn't a problem back then. I think I could have easily found someone. My issue was how much it costs. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and I mean, when you're bringing a baby into the world, I don't know about others, but I was, I felt like I was penny pitching oh, everything. Yeah. Like I, I felt like all the money I had, what little there was, it had to be spared for the child because, you know, I wasn't earning, I wasn't bringing in an income at that time, or if I was, it was very little. So it was just, you know, for me, it, it really felt like I had to literally pay it forward call it <laughs> and uh I, yeah. I felt so guilty like okay am i indulging myself by going to see a therapist because this is money i take away from all the other payments i have so it, it not just about the money right therapist too is the way the way that it works when you see a therapist it's also for some people can be very off-putting right some people are not ready to talk about their issues publicly some people don't want to admit that they have one the problem with therapy overall is that it kind of assumes that you're at one part of the spectrum where you've acknowledged you have a problem and you're ready to deal with it with a professional. But that really only takes into consideration maybe between 15 and 20% of the mental health population. There's a whole other subsect of people who don't know what they have, or they have a combination of things, or they're not ready to talk about it, or they don't, or they're in denial about it, or, you know, and they need to be able to learn from each other, from, from other people who are struggling, because no one will understand you, even a therapist, right? No one will be able to understand you, as well as a survivor of something you're going through, right? So even your, your closest partner, your, your, your closest friends, they won't be able to understand yeah. you if you tell them that you're suffering from alcoholism, right? They'll either tell you, oh, this isn't, no, you're not. I've seen people worse than you, whatever. <laughs> I don't try to think of the excuses right. you would get. Oh, no, you definitely don't have this. So it would become a kind of, okay, well, maybe I don't and I ignore it. Or they would say, or they would look at you differently. They would say, oh my gosh, she's wow, she's kind of crazy, right? Maybe we should distance ourselves from that. So it's you know, it's it's always a challenge. It's it's like a tightrope you walk. And um, I think if you can find a place, a kind of safe space, a solace space where you can talk to others and be free of that kind of stigma and judgment, but really be able to talk to talk about your issues and your feelings without any shame, with the understanding that the people who are listening are people who are either going through the same thing as you or have been through it and can really try to help you navigate uh, how you can pull yourself out. It sounds like a process for Indeed. sure. And that's definitely, um, it's like you say, it's not an option or a solution that people have found readily av available, especially with the, with what, um, as you called it, a stigma of, you know, lack of empathy because they don't really understand what you're going through. Indeed. So yeah. that, that's, that's so, a great outlet. And using technology yeah. to tackle this, what, what's, so somebody goes to the app store and I think I noticed it was, I looked on the Apple app store. 99 cents this morning so they buy the app what what's the process then of engaging with the app and getting to engage with others so it's, it's very simple like most apps right we didn't want to make it overly complex um it's really just whether you have a mental health issue or not it's it's um it's available to you uh to download on on any platform so on your google on your on your apple store you download it, and it, basically the way it works as a user interface is you log in with a PIN, the way you would um, when you're at an ATM or at a bank or maybe unlocking your phone. That number is the identifier for you, and you are assigned kind of a random, a random number or a random emoji, and that's all anyone can see. That's the front-facing part of the app, basically. So you are 
Mr. Banana, Mr. Broccoli, whatever. No, you are like just just this, <laughs> nothing else, right? And everything is categorized into um, into kind of groups and subgroups of mental health issues. And we really tried to cover as many as we could imagine. And I'm, 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 the sad part is we're constantly updating it because there's always new ones, always new mental health issues to add. So if you're suffering from trauma, substance abuse, work-related um, mental health issues, um, gender-related mental health issues, kind of societally-driven mental health issues, you can kind of go through the categories and try to find which one might be what you're going through. Um, and each group is capped at seven people. So basically, you join a group wherever there's space, where there's a capacity. And then once the group reaches capacity, that group becomes locked. So it, it cannot uh, indulge any other users. So you will always have only an intimate group of between yeah six or seven people, more or less. And you chat, you call, everything is encrypted. Um, we, we even went so far as to a voice anonymize you. So if you do have phone calls, you can anonymize your voice if you don't feel comfortable talking in your regular voice. Wow. But the idea is we really wanted to go out of our way to make sure that privacy and security were, were taken seriously. We do not collect any consumer data. We don't collect any PII data. We don't. We can't. The only thing I see when people download the app is where they downloaded it from, so the geography, and whether it's an Apple or an Android. And that's it. I don't know anything else about the users, and that's intentional. Because if they, if users feel like they're going to be monitored by admins, you can't be as honest or as raw or as authentic as you you could be in a private setting, right? So the idea is we don't want anything from you. We just want to give you a space to be able to share your story. Or if you're not ready to do that, to just listen to other people's stories and see how it relates to you and uh, how you can apply those experiences to yourself. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have such a focus on security anonymous operations i mean that that's you know not not sharing pii that's that's absolutely it's crucial. very very rare right <laughs> this, this day and age, age feels very yeah. rare when when everyone is trying to collect your data we are maybe one of the only people that are actually saying no your story is your story your data is your data so you have a group of six you, or seven right. people getting together what if you get a bad actor in that yeah. group so this is mm -hmm, so this is also something we we I would say work in progress. We're still working to address it. But the way we envisioned it was because we as admins do not want to monitor the groups right. because, again, it's it's invasive to the group. We wanted the, or, the conversation to grow organically in the groups. So if you have a bad actor or if you have an advertiser, which happens, people pushing particular products that, or something like that, yes. uh, or if you have people who are just, I don't know, misogynists or bigots or yeah. uh, uh, people who are saying things who are, yes, who, who have a voice <laughs> and want to use it. We, uh, these comments can be reported to us as admins. So we, we okay. basically entrust our users to police the groups themselves, very much like a Wikipedia kind of setup. So once they report that comment to us, then we give um, a 24 hour window for explanation. So, if there really is, I don't know, a clinical trial that could be useful and it's relevant to that particular group and it's actually recommended by someone who went through it or something like that and they can provide that explanation to us, then we would provide that to the person who reported them and say, do you still feel comfortable, basically? Uh, more often than not, what we see is if you push these kind of messages to advertisers, they will never respond to you. 
they will never respond to explain yourself, please, why you did this. And if we receive no explanation, we kick them out of the group. And they cannot they cannot be a part of the group anymore. So So just um, to clarify, an admin only gets involved if somebody calls for help. Yes. If someone reports them, indeed. Yeah. And that's 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 a good balance. I mean, because you have to have, sadly, this day and age. Yeah, it has its pros and cons, right? Because uh, in theory, you could also have, uh, well, we haven't had it yet, but you could have a group full of people who are just spouting a lot of, uh, that, that are not there for the, for the right reasons. But if the whole group has that mindset, then there's nothing we can do to, oh. to address it. We really only get involved as and when it becomes harmful for other users in the group. So, Good deal. I mean, I, I, you know, I... That's a fine, fine line to walk, and kudos to you for, you know, still walking it. Oh, so it's not a, it's not a. Do done you have deal, a team so. that, of volunteers that are doing that role, or? Um, yeah, so it's not volunteers necessarily. We're all so the project was started by a few of okay. us, so a couple of other colleagues and friends, people who are all working in the tech field, and all. Somehow at that moment, we're experiencing very similar mental health issues. Um, and uh, we kind of started it as a conglomerate. We started it as like a group. And so we're all still involved, but we give time where we can. So we kind of have this, let's say, kind of a shift schedule almost where the admin role moves between three or four of us. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's no set at this point, at least, I mean, we really would love it if actually we could hire some full-time staff and continue to do continuous development and so on. But in this point, we're a little bit too sure. small for that. But um, that's where we're trying to go. I mean, in, in, in the next iteration of what we want to do, we hope it gets us there because we want to add in a library of digital content and video games to be able to allow people who don't want to talk about mental health, but perhaps can can play a game to experience a mental health issue. There's this fantastic group of game developers and designers already out there designing games based around climate change, environmental impact, societal impact, mental health issues, and so on. And so integrating some of those into our library would be the way we basically give people a window into this is what someone else's experience was, but it's not yours. And you're separate from it because you're not in the video game, right? So it's a way of looking at your mental health from the outside in and hopefully kind of reassessing how you could do things or reevaluating whether your mental health issue is, is serious or as serious as you think. Um, and maybe it gives you the courage to be able to talk about not all, maybe not your issues, but the game, the avatar, how it impacted you as a window into a conversation about your own mental health issues. So that's one thing. And there's a couple of other uh, add-on features that we want to, that we want to include as well. I so hadn't heard of them. We're trying. Interesting. Oh, yeah. It's almost a way of stepping outside of yourself to examine. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's leveraging um, technology in such a way. I don't think anybody would imagine that you would be able to, to express yourself in such a way to be able to, know, silently convey, hey, I have an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting, right? Because it really depends on your personality when it comes to mental health. Some people are absolutely unabashed and not shy about talking about their mental health, talking about the fact that they suffered through a particular thing. But I mean, I can only speak from my own experience. It took me a very long time to get comfortable with that. I was I went through a long period of just I shouldn't be feeling like this. I'm weak. 
you know, I, I, I can't believe like I would let these small things get me down, you know, like even though they're not small things, but, you know, I went through a very, very long period of just trying to, trying to shovel them away somehow and, and forget about them. And when you do that, unfortunately, it all comes back in a much stronger and much more profound way. And so the more proactive you can be, even if it is just listening to someone else, or even if it is playing a game, or even if it is doing something that gives you a different perspective, I think it's all kind of leading to this idea of mental health is something like your physical health. It needs to be taken care of every day. Mm. And um, yeah. if you can't take care of it every day, or if you don't, it can have really devastating impact down the road, not just for you, but for others around you as well, right? Even, so I, Just the other day, um, I was watching a stand-up segment with Bill Burr. I don't know if you're familiar with Bill. Not probably I do know who he probably is. Probably not yes. one of the best people to illustrate a mental health challenge. But he said, I took that feeling and put it in a bottle, shoved it in my chest down deep, and I knew someday someone I love was gonna pay for this. You know, he was gonna come out. So I, it's even through comedy people are beginning to express that that ultimately is what happened. Indeed, yeah. And sometimes it can be even worse, yeah. right? I mean, you see the people that, that, I mean, I don't want to bring it to light too much, but people who commit acts of violence sure. and things like this, more often than not, you see it's because somehow it stems from some unaddressed mental health issue. And it always makes me question how why we treat mental and physical health so differently. Because actually, if you look at the statistics, mental health is actually more deadly than your physical yeah. health. So anyway... That's lighter yeah. topic, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a great way that you've leveraged technology. We're a technology company, but I, I think that the way that people are leveraging technology to help folks in just everyday problems is just phenomenal. So thank you for – what, what really made you think of this? I know beyond just trying to find challenge and finding a therapist, but what, what was the spark in your mind that said, wait a minute, this is this is the answer. Well, there is never any spark for me that says this is the answer. <laughs> there is there is no there oh, is really Tiffany? no one size fits all answer. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's always difficult. Like when you ask what what inspired you to do this, it's it's always for me a combination of things. There can never really be one pinpoint of inspiration, and that or maybe there can. I don't want to generalize. Maybe there can be, but not for me. It's always usually a, a mix and mash of a lot of different things. Um, I mean, for me, it was it was my way out. It was my way of dealing with my own mental health and trying to put something good in the world. Because again, when you suffer from burnout, you start to really reflect back on your career, on what are you going to be remembered for? Do I really want to be remembered for working at very, very large enterprises and saving other large enterprises a lot of money? Like, you know, have I, have I done anything good? Have I put anything good in the world, really? Um, and ironic, yeah. I was thinking that as I was having a child, right? So I don't know. But um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's for me. It was a very, a lot of things. It was just really kind of reflecting on my where I, where I was and how far I had come and what I what I really wanted to represent and what I wanted to do in the future. And no, I, I mean, unfortunately, like, yeah, unfortunately for me, it's still like I can't really escape that enterprise mindset yet because 
when you live in a country and you have a lot of bills and your entrepreneurial career doesn't take off the way you want it to, you still need to how, somehow supplement your income to provide for the family. But um, really the goal for me is to be able to take on projects that are meaningful, that are worthwhile, and then make me happy. And happy, again, yeah. is this kind of subjective thing. Oh, is. What is that for you? What if Whatever that is for you, right? But for me making sure that people have an outlet to be able to be healthy, to talk about mental health, to be able to talk openly about things they're scared of. Um, there's nothing for me that brings more joy than that. So if somebody wanted to... It seems like you have a lot of different aha moments to kind of bring your skills into, you know, what you're currently, you know, de developing. So, I mean, you've developed it up to this point and now it's kind of being a conglomerate of, you know, your peers and others that kind of influence yeah. it all. That's and awesome. our users too. I mean, I can't forget them. They are really incredible when it comes to actually providing us feedback and telling us the direction we should go. Our user base is small, but they're loyal. And um, I'm really grateful to them because it's like we're on a first name basis. They they can talk to me anytime. They they're not shy. They 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 tell me, you know, like this game is this game is great. It really changed my perspective. Please add it to your library or you know, uh this user is amazing or this user is not so amazing, right? So I mean, they're very open about giving feedback on how the app is working, what it's doing for them, and what we can also improve, right? So that also can't be overlooked. Fantastic. Now, if somebody wanted to uh, right now go download the app, what's the best way to find it so this is easy if you have a phone <laughs> if you have a phone you just go to the app store you go to google play you type in confidential conversations and it's it's there it should be the first thing that comes up um it does cost something to download it right now um uh, because it yeah because we're in this kind of beta sure beta modus for the for the app so it does but it's very little i mean definitely less than any therapist would ever charge you in a million years I, so i think um, i checked in the apple app store i think it's 99 cents if I correct. yeah yeah so, it's it's very small yeah. and really that's just the only i the only reason we did that well we did that for two reasons one is we wanted to try at all costs to avoid ads right. because that's that ads can be very triggering especially when you're talking about a vulnerable population so we just anything we can do to avoid there being ads in the app. Um, and with Google especially, that's restricting because if it's free, it kind of is their license to be able to put ads into the app. And if it's paid, it's private somehow. So that was one that right. was one considering factor. Um, and the other is we really just wanted to test how much people are willing to invest into their mental health, actually. Like, if you can't see a therapist, is is this too much? Maybe in the next iteration we make it for free because we don't want accessibility to be an issue for anyone. We want people to download it from wherever they are. And even if 99 cents is too much, it might be too much for people, right? So um, if that's too much, then let's reevaluate a different pricing model so that we can make, you know, we can generate revenue some other way. Again, generating revenue was really not the purpose why we did this. We just wanted to put something out there to have it available and to have it uh, affordable for people. And, um, you know, if we make uh, some additional money from it, then it really just goes back into the app again, more or less. We don't keep it. It just goes back into the app for further maintenance and further enhancements. You know, I, my, I guess when the, the stores first came out, I think, Apple developed the app store. A lot of folks, and even me, you know, gravitated to free apps. You know, as a matter of fact, I think all apps were free initially. But um, 
I tell you, at this point in my life, I feel a little bit better paying a couple bucks because I know you're not either I'm the product or you're the product. So if I'm not paying exactly. anything, that in my mind, you're using my data. And so I feel a little comfort in paying a dollar or two in a kitty to, to help because development costs money. Yes, but you might be in a, a, a rare subset, I have to say, because when people are used to things for free and then you have to pay, it you know it might be a deterrent. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Uh, but um, but you're absolutely right in terms of, you know, we never want to make our users the product and we never will make our users the product, whether it's free or whether it's paid, it doesn't matter. The product the product is the product. It's the app. That's it. That That's what you get. And that's all we're offering you. We're not taking anything else from you. We don't want anything else from you. Just, you know, use it as and when you feel comfortable to use it. And that's enough for us. Check it out. Confidential Conversations. Thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, joining us and look forward to We'd love to check in with you down the road and see how this can develop. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for the time. It was Thank great. You. So that was an inspiring conversation, right, Maria? It is um, something really like a lot of people go through and her yeah. taking that um, personal view about it and doing something about it is amazing. Um, it's going to help a lot of people and I think um, people will be grateful for it. Yeah, I think so. And and this is a really unique take on help folks getting help. And we and we talked a lot about um, you know, some of the challenges they've had in uh, trying to police that type of a uh, open forum, but they seem to be doing a good job. And Anisha's just one, another amazing person we've had an opportunity to meet through the Team Lotus Cares podcast. Don't forget you can get an email from Maria every Thursday morning, I think it is. That is the uh, weekly cybersecuritytips.com or the weekly cybersecurity tip from Maria. Yes. And the website is, easy enough, weekly cybersecuritytips.com. So we have a lot of great stuff coming up, by the way, in the next couple of months, uh, not only here on the podcast, but some great events you can, uh, a great event you can check out. We're going to tell you more about it. Uh, It's a month's come, so. It'll be a fun time. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening in. Episode 40 of the Team Lotus Cares podcast. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.